Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. I'm always excited and, and really just, I mean, I can't wait for this moment every single week when it comes around, and that is when I get to talk about fantasy football with one of my favorite people, and that is Mr. Mike Sofka of Hall of Fame FantasyFootball.com. He's here with me this morning and every Thursday in the second hour of the broadcast to bring you every single fantasy football matchup throughout the season. And spoiler alert, there is no end to the fantasy season. It is all year round, and if you don't know what well, you're going to get to know with being a part of the Wake Up Call Fantasy Football Challenge, I want to thank every single one of my owners in the four Syracuse leagues as well as the league down in Florida, which Mike and, our, our, Mike and I are a part of in our ninth season together. I started it when I was working at ESPN 1080, the team. Tell me, Mike and I met, and I met his son Trey, and also met his wife Lisa, and I have the blessing, the honor, and the privilege of continuing to know each of them, as well as all of the amazing people in the Florida League, you know who you are, and I appreciate you tremendously. So, with that being said, let's bring in Mike for NFL Week 13. We are past Turkey Day, and the Saints are playing the Cowboys in Thursday Night Football, as well as so much more. So, with that being said, thank you to the Wildcat Sports Pub of Camillus, as which I will be at tonight for... CNY Game Show Night, Thursday, November 30th at 7 p.m. And I want to thank the Penn and Trophy Center. I'll also be there today seeing what's going on with them. And I just posted my award winner for who I would choose for the ACC Coach of the Year. And that post, proudly brought to you by the Penn and Trophy Center, has done tremendous on all of our social media. So shout out to you all for making that great. With that being said, we're talking about football. We're here with Mike Sofka, and I'm always honored to have him as a part of the broadcast. Thanks to the Wildcat and the Penn and Trophy Center for the Fantasy Football Power Hour. And now it's Mike Sofka time. Mike, how are we doing today? Awesome. How you doing? I'm sitting over here uh, by the pool. No no snow shoveling, no snow blowing. Uh, just, you, you know how you told me that it was snow for like a week or so, then it all melted so new snow can come in? Yeah. You, you, you said that? Yeah, well, I got the same thing going on here. I just finished my pina colada, and the bartender's bringing me another one, as I sit by the pool here. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's the same thing. I mean, it's something It's something that is, you know, white, that is cold, that came to you and went away and then came back. So I guess you can compare pina coladas to people shoveling this morning. I'm sure they'd appreciate that. Yeah, it's awesome. It's, it's tough work. Somebody's got to do it. I know you got. You know what? You still have to lift your hand to pick up that cold, white pina colada, just like people are picking up snow today. I'm sure it's comparable. So Mike Sofka is here. You what? Absolutely. So Mike is here with us of Hall of Fame FantasyFootball.com. Make sure you go there, check it out. Paid ways and free ways to have your team get helped in daily as well as league fantasy football play every single season. We're going to jump right into it because we got a full slew of games here. We're going to try and knock these out within the hour for you folks. And nobody has a week off as we have all 32 teams in action. New Orleans at Dallas, the Thursday night football game of the number one New Orleans team in the NFC South and the number one Cowboys in the NFC East. I told everybody that there were big implications of that Turkey Day game between the Cowboys and the Skins. And the Cowboys, who I picked to win, ended up getting the best of the Redskins. So we got two teams at the top of their division. What do you think about this one, Mike? Yeah, 
well, one's a contender and one's a pretender. I don't think the Cowboys are, you know, worthy of being a first-place team, yet their record dictates that right now. And yet they've been improved much recently as they figured it out. What I've been saying all along, you have Ezekiel Elliott. Use Ezekiel Elliott. And the addition of Amari Cooper has really expanded that and helped that offense. Look, I'm not going to tell you that the Cowboys are anything to smile about, write home about, and I'm not going to tell you they're going to win this game. For the record, I'm going to take the Saints. But at the same time, there's going to be some fantasy points on both sides of the ball. Drew Brees, number eight quarterback for me this week. And, you know, Dak Prescott's been on the way up since Amari Cooper's made everybody better. You know, he's got a Cole Beasley now he can rely on out of the slot. Yeah, they don't have a tight end, but things have opened up a bit for Ezekiel Elliott. And Ezekiel Elliott checks in as the number six running back on my rankings. And you know what? He's just ahead of Alvin Kamara at number seven. And a little further down on the rankings, maybe a flex for a running back three. Well, that's where you're going to find Mark Ingram. Since he's been back, he had that one big game on the way back to get him in the offense. But he really hasn't been producing as well as Kamara. And a lot of that has to do with the pass touches, the targets that Kamara gets. Michael Thomas, he's just a great receiver. I know he had a down week, but he's the number two receiver on my rankings this week. I talked about Amari Cooper. He's a bottom-end wide receiver, too, right now. That's a great improvement from where he was in Oakland. And that's a great improvement from where any receiver was in Dallas. Now, tight end-wise, you're going to see, well, nothing. You're going to see nothing from either team, in my opinion. I mean, maybe, just maybe, you'll see a Ben Watson or, or Josh Hill or a Dan Arnold. But, you know, I don't. I, you can't count on any of these tight ends on either side of the ball. Even on Dallas, I don't think Dallas has really identified their long-term tight end yet. Is it Rico Gathers or Jeff Swain, Blake Jarwin, Dalton Schultz? You know, we just need one guy to step up and do well, but that hasn't happened yet, but they haven't needed it. And with that being said, I still think the Saints are going to walk into AT&T Stadium in, in, in the Dallas area there, and I think they're going to get the victory. Yeah, you know, when, when I look at this game, and, and really quick here, just to go through the injury report, as we always do, to go to the Saints first, the away team, and then over to the Cowboys. For the New Orleans Saints, you know that there's a bunch of their wide receivers that are on injured reserve. But outside of that, there's really nothing to be too concerned about. I mean, Des Bryant, Cameron Meredith, both on injured reserve. Jay Bromley, former Syracuse player who just came onto the show this week. Defensive tackle. He had his arm surgery, and he's going to the dock, I believe, today. So many blessings to Jay Bromley. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen, that everything works out for you, brother. So, big ups to you. Ted Ginn, Jr., also on injured reserve. And Michael Humanawanui, one of my favorite names in the NFL, he has been on injured reserve at the tight end position. So, outside of that, nothing that you didn't already know with the New Orleans Saints. And then, as far as the Dallas Cowboys go, really quick here, to take a look at Dallas's injury report, Tavon Austin hasn't done anything for you for fantasy this year, really, outside of maybe one week. He's out for this game. Uh, Jeff Swaim is out for this game as well at the tight end position, and that's all that you really need to be concerned about when it comes to the Cowboys. Looking at both of the rosters, I don't have to tell you this, but I'll tell you this. you got to play Drew Brees in this game. you got to play Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram in the game, Michael Thomas in the game. You also have to look at, I mean, at this point, they have Tommy Lee Lewis, Brandon Marshall, Keith Kirkwood, Austin Carr, all these, you know, trying to find another guy. But the reality of it all is Drew Brees could throw to anybody as long as you can get yourself open and get down the field. Michael Thomas is worth the play. 
And you might want to look at Ben Watson in a game like this as a potential tight end if you have to throw somebody in there. Maybe you have some injuries going on and whatnot. For the Dallas Cowboys, Ezekiel Elliott is is the one firm play. And Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and Cole Beasley are flex position players for me. And I don't trust any of the tight ends. I'm picking the Saints to take this game. We're all picking the Saints in this as, as John and Jordan have thrown in their early picks as well. Next game up is the Ravens at the Falcons. What do you have for this, Mike? Yeah, you know, the Ravens made some decisions at quarterback recently with Flacco being dinged up. Now, here's the big question for the Ravens. Does Lamar Jackson go into Atlanta and win? That's three wins in a row for a rookie quarterback when your regular quarterback has been struggling and now he's been injured. And, you know, I might be enough to make a change. And the Falcons, with their secondary dinged up, maybe Lamar Jackson has some passing efficiency against them. This is going to be an important game for both teams. Atlanta desperately looking for a win and a win at home against a, a Ravens team who struggled to find an identity on offense, and now they may have found it with Lamar Jackson and Gus Edwards. Look, I'm not saying that you have to start Lamar Jackson this week. He checks in at number 20 on my quarterback rankings this week. But let me tell you, you could do a lot worse. You know, maybe you, you had Andy Dalton and, and, and you were looking for somebody or – you know, I don't know, maybe you had uh, oh, Blake Bortles. But you know what? If you had Blake Bortles, you're probably not in the playoff run in your league anyway. So it really doesn't matter. Look, uh, Lamar Jackson, number 20 on my rankings this week. Matt Ryan's a little bit better. Number 12, bottom end QB1 this week. Marlon, I like Gus Edwards. Okay, I think Gus Edwards and Lamar Jackson together are a dynamic duo. They can run some option plays. They can both run the ball with a style that's aggressive. It plays off each other. Gus Edwards, number 22 running back on my rankings this week. And you know what? For the Falcons, Devin Coleman's been okay. He's a number 20 running back on my rankings this week. But they desperately missed Devonta Freeman. Edo Smith's okay if you're in a touchdown-only league or maybe a desperate flex play. But he's... He's at number 45 on my rankings. You know, there are some wide receivers on Atlanta. Julio Jones, number seven this week against Baltimore. Baltimore's got a decent defense. I wouldn't play Calvin Ridley in this one unless it was a touchdown-dependent league. Calvin Ridley, number 28 wide receiver on my rankings. And Michael Crabtree might be a desperate play. John Brown, same thing. All these guys from... The Ravens have taken a downturn on their production, and that's just a symptom of what they got going on with Lamar Jackson. But you can't argue with it because they're not playing for fantasy. They're playing for real. We just have to, as fantasy managers and fantasy players, capitalize where we can capitalize. And right now, the Baltimore receivers are not the spot to capitalize. They're spreading the ball around one or two targets, one or two looks. And it's a desperate play on your part. I'll tell you what's not a desperate play is Austin Hooper. He's been coming around, and I think he's going to have some success against Baltimore. He's the number 11 tight end on my rankings this week. I think that the Ravens are going to go into Atlanta, and they're going to pull an upset. I know it's a minor upset. Atlanta's only favored by a point or so. But I think the Ravens are going to continue to win with Lamar Jackson at the helm. Quote the Raven, nevermore. I think they're going to take care of Atlanta. They're going to go into the dirty bird nest, and they're going to ruffle some feathers. Baltimore, I got them winning this game as well. I like Lamar Jackson in this game. I like Gus Edwards in this game. I like the dynamic duo. I agree with you on this. I also would look at 
uh, John Brown and Willie Sneed as potential flex guys for you out there. Uh, just because I think it's going to be a lot of running with Lamar and Gus Edwards. He hasn't been bad on his accuracy. Most recently, it was 13 of 19, I believe. So, But I like what him and Gus are doing together. I like that they're kind of running side by side and maybe pitching it, maybe keeping it. So I'm good with it, and I think that it's going to get you some points. I told you Lamar Jackson will get his opportunity. Yeah, Joe Flacco had some injury and whatnot, but the reality of it all is I told you Lamar Jackson in the first season, get a shot, and I believe that he could be something to this team and I believe in the right system and the right creation around him that this team can have a lot of success they're showing it 2-0 right now with Lamar Jackson Matt Ryan I do like him on this side but he's a lower end one higher end two at quarterback he's not bad he's just not the Matt Ryan that I thought he was but he's still putting up some good numbers so I do think he's worth the play Tevin Coleman Running back two Edo Smith flex guy for me Julio Jones you got to play him and Austin Hooper I said it at the beginning of the season. This was his show-me season, and he's been showing the Atlanta Falcons. So I'd play Austin Hooper, and once again, the Ravens, I am picking. Broncos at the Bengals, Mike. What do you have for this? Yeah, this is going to be an interesting game to me because the Broncos seem to be stringing something together here, and the Bengals, well, they're the Bungles of old. They, they can't seem to get out of their own way. The way they, they can get, you know, they can get out of somebody's way, and that's the opposing offense. It's almost like the Matador defense. It's like, ole, go ahead, ole, go ahead. I don't understand what they're doing there. Look, I'm not saying you can start a quarterback from really either side of the ball here. I mean, Jeff, Jeff Driscoll's a running quarterback, but the Broncos are going to give up some yards. They're going to give up some yards probably to – to, to, to him both running and passing. Jeff Driscoll sneaky. He's sneaky good. He's a talented quarterback and used the right way. He could jump up and bite somebody. Now on the other side of the ball, it's it, it hasn't been as much. I'm wondering if, if Denver doesn't have some buyer's remorse here. Case Keenum doesn't seem to be the guy that's been getting it done. But that's what they got. You know what they also got? They also got an out standing running back in Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay's a terror. I like him a lot. He's the number 14 running back on my rankings this week. And you know what? The the Bengals, well, I don't know what they're going to do. Joe Mixon, that's their attack. That's their whole offense. You wonder if A.J. Green's going to make it back. He says he's going to make it back this week. But that's a big question mark still. I like what Tyler Boyd's doing. Tyler Boyd, number 22 wide receiver on my ranking this week. And, you know, maybe Emmanuel Sanders is your guy. He should be your guy. He's the number 10 wide receiver on my rankings this week. C.J. Uzuma, number 16 tight end on my rankings. And on the other side of the ball, well, not so much. Jeff Auerman is is dinged up, and we're waiting for somebody else to step up in the tight end position for Denver. I'm going to say that Denver is going to continue the role. They're going to continue to accidentally put something together here. They're going to be able to pressure Jeff Driscoll, which is what they're going to be able to do with Bradley Chubb and Von Miller, and I think they're going to win this game. I'm taking the Broncos. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Broncos as well in this one. A.J. Green still in a questionable situation, and you know, and I, and I said this, I said this last season going into the season, Mike, when we put our rankings out there, that what keeps me from putting AJ Green in the top five last year, and you know, keeps me from putting him in the in the top ten ish this year, is that he's injured. That he every single season, unfortunately, finds his way to the injury report. 
and the bench. And I can't have a top five, top ten receiver who's not going to be out there playing and who's going to be going through injuries over and over and over again. And I think with Jeff Driscoll being out there and A.J. Green, not that Jeff Driscoll is going to be bad. I think that if you know if the wheels fall off of everything and you need some type of help, or maybe you had Andy Dalton, don't drop him just yet. He could do some good things here. But I think this is going to be a 20-something, 20-something game. A.J. Green is still not 100%. Andy Dalton's not out there. So, you know, when you look at the grand scheme of things, on Denver's side of it, Phillip Lindsay is worth the play. Emmanuel Sanders is worth the play. Cortland Sutton's a sneaky flex play for you. And then, you know, we're looking at Matt, La- Matt Lacoste, Brian Parker, and Tamaric Hemingway. None of these people are household names right now, and that's okay. Brian Parker, shout out to you, bro. Free agent from 2017 from the Jets. Where did he go to school? Albany. Albany, New York. I love it. A Great Dane. That's what my cousin is, playing D1 lacrosse for Albany. So the Albany Great Danes, big ups to Brian Parker. Hopefully he'll get some action in this. I don't see any fantasy value in starting any of those tight ends, but I hope the best for the man from Albany. On the other side of it, like I said, Jeff Driscoll, if you have team quarterback, don't get rid of Cincy so soon. There's a lot of better options out there for you. But if you're in a bad situation, you got injuries going on, don't get rid of it just yet. Joe Mixon. Don't like the man off the field and what he's done. Hopefully he's a changed man. I got him as a low-end two, high-end three at running back. Tyler Boyd's your best bet, but every quarterback has their guy. And C.J. Uzuma, not a bad tight end to throw out there. But again, we have to see his relationship with Jeff Driscoll and where that stands. And from this last game here, Tyler Boyd led everybody with seven catches and a touchdown. And C.J. Uzuma had six catches. So we know that Driscoll is looking their way. Andy Dalton's responsible for some of that. But I'd give uh, I'd give a nod to Tyler Boyd and C.J. Uzuma. Not a bad tight end for you. I got him as a tight end, too. I'm picking the Broncos to win. Rams at the Lions. I know that our resident Lions Central New Yorker, Johnny, who listens pretty much every single day to the show and to the archive and so much, I want to thank Johnny for all of the love and support and his entire family, the Roberts family, for the love and support. Rams at Lions. I know he doesn't want to talk about this, but we have to. Yeah, this is going to be a very obvious one-sided Game. I think the Rams are just going to walk in, take care of business, lead from start to finish, and go home with the W. I'm taking the Rams in this one. Jared Goff, number four quarterback on my rankings this week, and rightfully so. Now, this is interesting. There's going to be an interesting play here that you can exploit on daily fantasy, and let me explain. Josh Reynolds is probably going to line up in the slot for the Rams. That's the uh, Cooper Cup spot. Detroit is very soft against the slot. They give up a lot of points. So if you want a sneaky good play, maybe a Josh Reynolds is something really affordable for you. Then you can spend that money elsewhere and still come out with a W. And remember, when you're playing those daily leagues, I'm not telling you you're going to win those $100,000 big check holding, picture taken, smiling with the supermodels. That's all fake. You're playing against 40,000 people in those. I'm talking 50-50s. I'm talking stuff like that where you can actually make some money back and build something. And for more on that, just visit me at HalloFameFantasyFootball.com. But long story short, look, Jared Goff's the top top guy. You're not going to have the success with Jared Goff like you have with Jared Goff with Matt Stafford. He's the number 19 quarterback on my rankings. Detroit desperately needs somebody to step up in the running attack. 
Carry on Johnson is injured. Theo Reddick, Garrett Blunt, one of these guys is going to step up. I think it's going to be more Reddick. I think it's going to be more Blunt with the power runs, the short yardage, and the goal line. But, you know, with all those injuries and, and dings, you would think that Kenny Galladay would be a, a you know a top receiver here. He's not a top receiver, but he's close to it. He's still a bottom end wide receiver one, and he's been playing like a one as well. But it's against the Rams, so temper your expectations. But you know he is the number one receiver in Detroit. They're gonna have to throw the ball a ton because they're gonna be behind the whole game. So that's the way you want to look at that. You know I like Kenny Galladay a lot. You know the Rams. You, Robert Woods, I mean, it, it, it could be any one of these guys that steps up. It might even be Brandon Cooks. So either one of those guys are high-end wide receiver twos on my ranking. We talked about Josh Reynolds. And on, on the tight end front, well, not so much really for, for either team, but that's okay. They don't need those guys. And, of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Todd Gurley's name. Elite running back, obviously one of the top fantasy guys in the game, but you already know that i'm going to take the rams to walk into detroit and walk out with a w yeah i think the rams i agree with you but i think the rams are going to run into detroit and then walk out with a w so you know i mean this is this is a tough game for a detroit team that's that's toyed with the idea of potentially being somewhat of an nfc north contender this this season uh, to create somewhat of a fight and it was the same thing last season. They kind of were maybe gonna, but they didn't. But then that Atlanta game, that one stings and, and cuts like a knife, so to speak. But this year, it's just there's going to have to be some changes. In all honesty, there's going to have to be some changes in Detroit because you can't keep doing this. Something is not working. Something is just not panning out for the Detroit Lions. So looking at the injury report really quick here for the Rams first and then the Lions. For the Rams, we're looking at... Cooper Cup on injured reserve, which is really it. I mean, you know that coming into this week, or you should know that coming into this week. Outside of that, no new injuries to add to this. As far as the Detroit Lions go, Bruce Ellington, who's probably not on your team, came from the Cardinals. He's questionable at wide receiver with a back injury. Michael Roberts, still questionable with a shoulder injury. And Carrion Johnson is questionable with a knee injury. Marvin Jones Jr., obviously on injured reserve. So, you know, Carrion Johnson, he's playing the Rams. So I'd probably stay away from it. I would stay away from it. At the same time, you're looking at the fact that he's not 100% healthy. So that's going to affect him as well if he is able to go out there. I think the Rams defense and special teams, I know that they are worth the play. Jared Goff is worth the play. Todd Gurley, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, and Josh Reynolds, not a bad flex position player. Tyler Higby, I like him at tight end against the Detroit Lions because of their defense and the lack thereof, so to speak. The only guy that I really would play if you're Detroit is Kenny Galladay. And I and I would agree with Mike to temper your expectations in that one. And, you know, ultimately I think that, you know, this is this is a Rams no brainer. Cardinals at the Packers, what do you think about this? Now you would think that the Cardinals were, there's no way they could win this game. Yet the Packers are having an atrocious season. If you're a Lions fan, the only thing making you feel better right now is how bad the Packers are. What do you think about this game? Well, this is kind of interesting to me because the Packers are playing at home. I'm trusting it's going to be cold. I'm trusting there might even be snow on the ground. So this is going to be interesting for, you know, Arizona, arid climate, indoor facilities, indoors all the time. You know, but I know there are NFL players and a lot of them come from cold weather climates anyway. But still, it's rough to play in the cold weather. And this 
rolls right into what the Packers are going to do. The Packers are going to try to run the ball. Now the Cardinals are going to try to run the ball as well because that's all, that's what they have. They have a great running back in David Johnson. He checks in at number nine on my rankings. The problem is Green Bay found a running attack of their own in Aaron Jones, number four running back on my rankings this week. You compare quarterbacks, there is no comparison. Aaron Rodgers, one of the all-time greats, number six on my rankings. And, you know, you go down and look at Josh Rosen. He checks in at number 32 on my rankings. Well, that's kind of sad, especially when you consider how dinged up the Green Bay secondary is. They're pulling guys off the Safeway bagging line to come in and play cornerback or safety because every game they have two or three guys go down. So temper your expectations there if you're an Arizona fan, but you already know that. Your team's going nowhere quick. They're riding on David Johnson. Larry Fitzgerald's just too old. The game's passed him by. He's still competent. He's still able, but he's not the Larry Fitzgerald elite receiver with the combination of the rookie at quarterback here. You could use him. He's serviceable. He's a top-end wide receiver three. They're going to have to pass the ball. That's who they're going to throw the ball to. That's who's going to get all the targets. So if you're streaming a Larry Fitzgerald, I get it. If you play him in daily, I get it. Because, you know, you send him 10, 12 targets, he's probably going to catch at least half of them, and one or two of them might be a touchdown. So they're going to have to throw the ball. And that's the guys you want is the guys that are getting the targets. I know it sounds so easy, but we get so caught up in names and records and all this stuff. Go after the guys that have the opportunities. And Larry Fitzgerald's going to have an opportunity. Again, just he's not an elite receiver. You know, uh, Ricky Sills-Jones has been doing an okay job at tight end. Jimmy Graham still with the broken thumb, the dislocated thumb. He's going to try and play still, but he's going to be the number 13 tight end on my rankings this week. So I think there's some value. The biggest value, the number one guy I like, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is the lead receiver for for Green Bay. Valdez Scanling is falling off just a little bit, but I don't think they're going to really, really rely on him. I think they're going to have success running the ball in the cold weather and look for Green Bay to win big. Yeah, I'm going to pick. I'm going to go with Green Bay in this one as well. The Green Bay Packers in a situation with these Cardinals that, you know, the Cardinals might play some close games, but ultimately, you know, well, first and foremost, if the Cardinals beat you in Green Bay, my... You might as well just pack it in for the winter and start hibernating now. And and, and all pun intended by saying to pack it in. Arizona, injury-wise, really nobody. Phil Dawson's on injury reserve. You know he's a kicker that's been around for 105 years. God bless to him for that. As far as Green Bay goes, on their side of the ball, injuries. Jimmy Graham, questionable with a thumb injury. He hasn't played that well this season. Equinemia St. Brown, one of my favorite names to say. Wide receiver, questionable with an elbow injury for this game. And Randall Cobb is questionable with a hamstring injury, which and Geronimo Allison's on injured reserve, which means that Devontae Adams is all the more important to you. For the Arizona Cardinals, David Johnson, flex guy. He is underperformed this season. I really don't like – I like the Cardinals on paper. I think Josh Rosen is going to be something. I think Larry Fitzgerald obviously is something, and Christian Kirk could be something. But I don't know if I would really rest heavy on if you're going in your playoffs or – about to go into your playoffs. This is either a seeding week for you, or it's a, are you going to make the playoffs week, or if everybody makes the playoffs, it's it's that seeding situation, or it's the start of your playoffs. So I wouldn't lean on the Cardinals, and I'd temper your expectations of David Johnson. Aaron Rodgers, worth the play in this, despite how bad the team has been playing. 
Aaron Jones, not a bad play as well. Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, both low-end running back twos. Devontae Adams worth the play, number one wide receiver. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is also worth the play, and he is a low-end two for me. And I'm just not a big fan of the tight ends of both sides of this thing. I'm picking the Packers once again. Bills at the Dolphins. They just defeated a team from Florida at home in Buffalo in probably the nicest game Buffalo is ever going to see in November. 47 degrees outside. A little bit of blue sky that you could see through some of those clouds there as I was in the stadium. So there's some blue sky, no wind, no snow, no rain, 47 degrees. That's a perfect day for Buffalo. Now they're going down to Miami for some nice weather hopefully as well. Thoughts on the Bills? And the Dolphins. Congratulations to the Bills for not only beating the Jaguars, but sticking their hand inside the Jaguars' chest, ripping out their heart, throwing it on the floor, and stomping on it. This was incredible. Uh, I'm sorry, Mike. I think we lost the feed. Did you say something? Yes. I said congratulations to the Bills. They made Jacksonville give up. Jacksonville looks like a bunch of quitters to me right now. And, I'm, I, I, and I'll get into that in a minute. But, you know, the Bills put it together. They found a way to win. And, and, and as a team, that's what you want to do. Now, I'm not saying I'm going to play any of the Bills on my fantasy teams. I don't think there's, you know, really much value there for me. But good for them for sneaking out the win against Jacksonville. LaShawn McCoy is the number 25 running back on my rankings. I think you have to go with him, McCoy. He's going to be a, a bottom-end running back two, a, a running back three, a flex. That's what they have. That's what they're using, dinged up or not. He seems to roll out there and get the job done. On the other side of the ball, well, they have a guy, too. They have a guy in Kenyon Drake, and he ranks about the same. He's number 24 in a ranking. So you're going to get equal production on both sides running the ball. Part of the difference is going to be in the quarterback play. Well, is it? Is it really? Because Ryan Tannehill is supposed to be back, and I don't think he's going to be doing much better than a Josh Allen who's been hurt and recently back. So I think either one of those guys are like a, a quarterback three or a desperation play, if you would, wide receiver-wise. I'm not sure I got a guy on Buffalo I trust, and you know what? I'm not sure I have a guy on Miami that I trust. I don't know. Maybe it's a a Kenny Stills, if he's healthy enough to take the field, or an Amendola, if he's healthy. I'm finding it hard to roster these guys anywhere, let alone play them this week. And same thing with tight end. I'm looking and I'm like, do I really want to go here? The answer is no. And you know what? Anytime you go into Miami with Buffalo, the Jets, New England, these are always fun games, these are always close games, and these are always games that something happens, and it's usually a three or four point game. Miami's favored by four and a half. I'm going to have to take Miami in this game, I think, just because of the home field advantage. I think this is an equal game. I think both sides have their struggles. The records are similar. I just got to go with the home team here in Miami. Of all your blasphemous talk, I took this from it because you said this statement. I got to keep that because you said they're going to roll out and all I could think of was Ludacris. So I'm t- I'm going to take Ludacris with the dub, but I think Ludacris would take Miami. I really do think that. I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills in this one. 
I I think that the Bills got some good things going with Mr. Josh Allen. And maybe it's just the Jaguars' lack of effort and lack of desire and lack of team play and lack of mental toughness and lack of facing adversity and winning against adversity and maybe just no more effort because the team just wants to end the season because they want to stop the bleeding and they don't feel good and whatever, whatever, whatever. But I don't have a lot of great things to say about Jacksonville right now because they're killing themselves more than anybody else is killing them. So if if you want me to tell you where things are at, Josh Allen's worth the play in this game. LaShawn McCoy has been awful this season, but he's playing Miami. So he's a running back too to me. And not really trusting any of the wide receivers. And Charles Clay is a guy that's been on the injury report. And he was one of the trusted guys when it came to Tyrod Taylor throwing him the ball. So let's say with Buffalo, LaShawn McCoy and, and Josh Allen. I do like Josh Allen in this. Any other injuries to make a note of? The hamstring with Josh Clay has him questionable. And then as far as the Miami Dolphins go, injury-wise, really quick here, the Miami Dolphins, A.J. Derby, tight end, questionable with a foot injury. Devontae Parker, shoulder, A.C. joint, questionable. Danny Amendola, questionable with a knee injury. Danny never seems to be able to stay healthy, which is sad, and I hope that he ends. I hope that he has more career life left and that he gets to have at least a couple good seasons where he's not injured the whole season or injured any part of the season. Kenyon Drake, running back, shoulder injury. He hasn't really panned out this season for the Dolphins as well. I don't feel good about anybody in this one. Maybe Kenny Stills is a flex wide receiver. That's really it for Miami. I think that the Bills win the race in fantasy, and I think that they win the game as well. We're going to take a step aside for a fast break. We'll be right back in just a moment here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora with more fantasy football advice from Mike Sofka of Hall of Fame FantasyFootball.com. Myself, Dan Tortora of Wake Up Call DT.com, where you can check out our fantasy pages 24 7 for free. And of course, uh, big thanks to the Wildcat Sports Pub and the Pennant Trophy Center. Listen into this fast break, and you'll find us on the other side. This is a Wake Up Call Fast Break. Consistency is, well, consistently hard to find. Unless you head to 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, the home of the Penn and Trophy Center, who has been serving us Central and Upstate New Yorkers, as well as beyond, for decades. The Penn and Trophy Center on 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, gives you an amazing and unique way to customize a memory today. Say it with the Penn and Trophy Center. Be it an Employee of the Month award, a sports award, something for your business, engraving for your family, your loved ones, anniversaries, birthday parties, and so much more, including remembering somebody who served in the military. Say it with the Penn and Trophy Center. 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York. The definition of consistency is Penn and Trophy. Browse their products on penandtrophy.com. That's penandtrophy.com. And call them for more information at 315-422-8797. That's 315-422-8797. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is located on 3680 Milton Avenue, in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is proud to be both. 
It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315-487-2222 for the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Coming out of that fast break and continuing the conversation on the NFL's Week 13 of Action Fantasy Football Power Hour always turns into the Power Hours, proudly brought to you by the Wildcat Sports Pub and the Penn and Trophy Center, who are all about under-promise, over-delivered. They bring you great stuff. It's even better than you thought it was going to be when you step through the door. That's what we do when you step through the door of the airwaves of Wake Up Call with Dan Satora with my guy Mike Sofka of Hall of Fame FantasyFootball.com and, of course, myself, Dan Satora of WakeUpCallDT.com. The Bears and the Giants... Oh my goodness, this game, it's going to be so exciting, riveting. Why is this not Monday Night Football? I hope people can tell my sarcasm over the radio. If you can't, well, I really can't help you. Bears at the Giants, what do you think about this, Mike? Yeah, well, Mitch Trubisky is supposed to be back for this game. I think they're going to monitor him and you know keep him in check and make sure that he's okay, but... I think the shoulder will be fine. I think he's going to have a pretty good game. Number 17 quarterback on my rankings this week. And, well, you know, on the other side of the ball, not so much. I wish I could say something good for Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, listen to me. Eli Manning, you know, he's got a great receiver. He's got a great running back. He's got a decent tight end who happens to be dinged up right now. But, you know what, he's on the twilight of his career. I I don't think going up against the the sack-happy – Quill uh, Mack and, and the defense around him that he's made so much better is the answer for continuing a, a path to greatness. This is going to be an extreme challenge for Eli just to stay healthy, just to stay upright. The Giants' offensive line's been dinged up, but somehow, some way, Saquon Barkley seems to make the best of it. Saquon Barkley, he's their guy. He's their answer. They, they use Saquon Barkley the way Dallas is supposed to be using Ezekiel Elliott all the time. And they find ways to get him the ball. In gadget plays, they throw him the ball. He can catch the ball. The guy's dynamic. Number three running back on my rankings this week. And they also have a top receiver, number nine, Odell Beckham Jr. Now, Sterling Shepard's going to check in somewhere if he's healthy enough to take the field. But I don't know if you can count on him more than a flex. On the other side of the ball, though, there's a little bit of value in running back. I like Tariq Cohen better than I like uh, Jordan Howard especially in a PPR situation. Tariq Cohen, number 21 running back on my rankings. Jordan Howard, he's a ground and pound guy, but they haven't been able to get it done with him. He's an emergency flex or emergency running back three for you. And, you know, checking in at at wide receiver for Chicago, Allen Robinson, I mean, I'm I'm kind of searching for the guy, the guy I really like. And Allen Robinson, by the way, is like a wide receiver three for you, but the guy I really like is Trey Burton. They seem to find gadget ways to get him the ball. He's a number 15 tight end on my rankings. And, 
you know, Evan Ingram, if he's healthy enough to take the field, he'll be in number 17. So I think a lot of the value in this game is going to be on the Giants side of the ball. But I have a hard time picking the Giants to win in this one. I'm going to go and go with the team that's had more success, the team that has the better defense. I'm going to say the Bears are going to go into the Jersey and they're going to beat the G-men. Yeah, you know, the the New York Giants that play in New Jersey, I'm going to go with the Bears, and I'm going with the Bears because the Bears are 8-3. and three. The Bears are good. If Mitchell Trubisky plays, he's worth a play for you as a low-end quarterback one. I do like Tariq Cohen more than Jordan Howard because he's involved in the passing game more. So Jordan Howard flex, Tariq Cohen, not a bad two. Taylor Gabriel, Trey Burton, worth the plays. Anthony Miller, he'll get there. Allen Robinson, Wow, did the Jaguars not save themselves from wasting some money? And it's, I mean, I like Allen Robinson. I respect Allen Robinson. I appreciate him from when he was at Penn State all the way to Jacksonville. Love interviewing him. All I'm saying is they would have made potentially a massive investment in him and look at what he has not done in Chicago. That's all I'm saying. On the other side of the ball, Saquon Barkley, Odell Beckham Jr. feel good. Sterling Shepard. If he is healthy enough to go, and, and, and Evan Engram, just to give you the injury report here, Evan Engram is questionable with a hamstring injury. Sterling is not showing up on the report. So, And then the shoulder AC joint for Mitch Trubisky. But I'm going to pick the Bears to win this game. And the Giants, like I said, Saquon, Odell, Evan Engram, I feel the best about. Sterling Shepard, not a bad three for you. Panthers at the Bucks. what do you have for this one, Mike? Yeah, well, you know, there's two quarterbacks out here that are going to get you a lot of fantasy points, and I think Cam and the Panthers are going to be able to pick up the W in Tampa, but I'm not sure that Jameis Winston's going to go down without a fight. You know, they're giving away tickets to this game. That's right, they're giving away tickets in Tampa to this game and the rest of the games. They're giving them away. If you're a season ticket holder of the Bucks, you're entitled to two extra free tickets. They're trying to fill the place up, and I get it. Who wants to go to Tampa and see that, pardon my expression, this poor product they got? I got it. I get it. Smart move by them to offer some sort of free ticket outlet, some sort of way to get people into the stands. But I think it's not going to matter for Cam and the Panthers. They're going to walk in there. They got a guy who blew up last week at running back. Christian McCaffrey, I think he had 100 yards receiving and rushing into touchdowns. Christian McCaffrey, number one running back on my board, especially in PPR leagues this week. And Cam is right behind him as the number two quarterback this weekend. Jameis is right behind Cam as a number three quarterback. So there's definitely some value there at running back for you. For the Bucks, not so much at running back. You know, Peyton Barber's been dinged up. And they just really don't have anybody they can really rely on outside of him. I mean, I, I, I'm guessing that they're going to roll out old reliable Jaquiz Rogers if he's healthy enough to take the field. He's the he's the journeyman guy who they always seem to lean on, but never seem to pay or or, or give him any any extra. But I, you know, maybe I'm not on the inside. I'm not at one buck place. I don't know what's going on. It just seems he's your most dependable guy. I would yes. play him more. You know, Mike Evans. He's the number one target in Tampa. You have to play him. Number 15 wide receiver, Adam Humphreys has a great relationship with Jameis Winston. I like Adam Humphreys. He's a little bit more than a wide receiver three, but in this game I got to rank him as a wide receiver three. And tight end-wise, Cameron Brake seems to have a good repair with Jameis as well. He's a number nine tight end. Greg Olson, number eight 
tight end. Tampa's got a porous defense. They got a porous secondary. So you're going to be able to get him the ball. You're also going to be able to get the ball to DJ Moore. DJ Moore looking really solid lately. Rookie, he's been on the up. And if you've stuck around, if you've listened to us preseason, you heard that he was the leader of my adjusted explosive index ranking. DJ Moore. So he's starting to pay off now. DJ Moore, number 20 wide receiver on my rankings. If you're playing in daily, make sure you play DJ Moore this week against that soft Tampa defense. I'm going to take Carolina to go into Tampa and get the W. Yeah, I'm going to take Carolina in this game as well. Jameis Winston coming back is good news for Mike Evans. It's also good news for Cameron Brake because he likes to throw to the tight end and OJ Howard's not out there. So as far as injuries go, Really quick here for Carolina, Curtis Samuel, hamstring injury has left him questionable. Really hasn't been anybody for you since he's come in from Ohio State. Torrey Smith hasn't done anything either in Carolina after a trade with Philadelphia. Knee injury has got him questionable. Cam Newton's questionable with a shoulder injury, but he almost always ends up playing with that. And, uh, and Greg, well, with any injury, really. Greg Olson, foot injuries left him questionable. He hasn't really been himself. Devin Funches is questionable as well, which leaves DJ Moore as really the guy out there for Cam Newton. And then for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on their injury report, we're looking at Deshaun Jackson, questionable with a thumb injury. Outside of that, as I said, O.J. Howard's on injury reserve. So you play Cam Newton, you play Christian McCaffrey. Here's the fun part. Matt Breda, who hasn't really had a great season, had over seven yards of carry in a loss to the Bucs in Tampa and had over 100. He had 106 yards on 14 carries against the Bucs defense, their rushing defense. Well, Matt Breda's not as good as Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey could have 200 yards in this game. So I like Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey. DJ Moore, a sneaky little play for you that could end up paying off dividends. On Tampa's side, Mike Evans, Adam Humphreys as a flex, Cameron Brait, those are the guys I feel the best about. And Jaquiz Rogers, I've been saying this since last season. He's the guy that does what he needs to do when somebody gets injured or somebody what if somebody gets suspended, injured, whatever, something shakes up, something's not working out, Jaquiz Rogers steps up. But they don't pay him, they don't appreciate him, and they don't respect him. He's a sneaky flex play for you this week because he's playing Carolina and their defense isn't tremendous. But I don't expect Jaquiz to do a lot. I expect him to do something. And you know what? If Tampa's not going to pay the man, then he needs to play somewhere else. Colts at the and I'm picking the uh, Panthers in the game, obviously. Colts at the Jaguars. I will be at TIAA Bank in Duval this weekend for the Colts and Jaguars game. Back on premises to see this one. What do you think about this? Yeah, you know, Jacksonville, you've given up. I, I mean, when you're getting into fist fights on the sideline, Leonard Fournette, you can't do that. You're suspended for this game now, Leonard Fournette. Yeah, I know you apologized and took own this and said that, you know, it was you and your fault. You're taking personal responsibility for the laws. This just is not good Jaguar football. This is not Tom Coughlin-like football. This is not Doug Marone-like football. So I don't know what's going on, where the breakdown in the communication is for Jacksonville. It seems they're undisciplined on the field. They have quarterback issues. They're undisciplined. I mean, when you're Leonard Fournette and you come off the – you know, he wasn't even on the field at the time. He came up – I just don't get it. You can't do that. They were on first down at the one, and then they couldn't stick it in the end zone, and then things unraveled for them after that in Buffalo. 
Jacksonville just looks horrible. They're going to give Cody Kessler the shot at quarterback this week. He's the number 26 quarterback on my ranking. And you know what? Andrew Luck is the total polar opposite. He's totally on the up. There's a high ceiling for him. Number 11 quarterback on my rankings against that tough Jacksonville defense who hasn't been very tough lately. If you let Josh Allen, who you said Jalen Ramsey was trash, throw on you like that, I got nothing to say to you. So I think Jacksonville's given up, and I think Andrew Luck's going to continue to play dominant. Now, with all that being said, watch Jacksonville step up and get the performance of the year behind a rip-roaring Cody Kessler who's able to get the ball around. Well, if he's able to get the ball around, it's going to be to Carlos Hyde who's been struggling to get touches for Jacksonville behind Leonard Fournette. Well, that's just what it is. It's the position you're in, my friend. He's a number 28 running back on my rankings this week. Marlon Mack still dinged up from the concussion. Questionable to play. Not sure he's going to take the field. If he does, he's a number 27 running back on my rankings. But the value is going to be in receiver. T.Y. Hilton's going to get the volume and the targets. He's like the Mike Evans of this team, if you would. He's the guy. He's the guy they're throwing to. He's the guy they want to throw to. He's the guy that's going to make this machine run. Well, not so fast, my friend, because Eric Ebron, Eric Ebron, even though he's dinged up as well, he should be the number six tight end on the rankings. And that with Jack Doyle out of the out of the picture, you know, maybe they sneak in a Mo Alley Cox. There's a name for you. Look up on my website and look. Two years ago, I told you about the the guys who are going to be coming up tight end Kittles and Mo Alley Cox. And now here we are, Mo Alley Cox getting his chance. But I still like Eric Ebron. I think he's the best tight end on the field. Jacksonville, well, not so much with O'Shaughnessy. Jacksonville receivers, well, not so much because I don't know who any of them are. They don't get the ball. They don't catch the ball. They don't run after the catch. Hopefully this week we find out who some of those Jacksonville receivers are, whether it's a Keelan Cole, a Westbrook, or a Moncrief. Each of them has a moment of brightness, but it hasn't converted into wins for Jacksonville. I'm going to take the Colts to go into Jacksonville and win the game. Yeah, and I'm going to pick the Colts in this game as well. I also want to let everybody know that I am trying out for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I am looking for A.J. Boye to give me number 21, and I'm looking to play receiver. So I will be running in the snow, and I'll be running with that. So not only will the snow try to stop me a little bit, but I'll also be running against the wind, and I'll be running with one of those uh, parachute things behind me. i got to get my body ready, got to get set, Got to get right. I'm going to be doing ladders this week. I'm good. I'm in it. Andrew Luck is worth the play. Naheem Hines is worth the play, even if it's a flex. T.Y. Hilton is worth the play. A healthy Marlon Mack is worth the play. Eric Ebron is worth the play. Ebron is on the injury report. So is Eric Swoop. But if Eric Ebron is able to go out there, he is worth the play for you as a back injury. T.Y. Hilton has a groin injury. But they are worth plays for you. For the Jacksonville Jaguars, guess what? Spoiler alert, half the team's on injured reserve, okay? If the injured reserve was just the Jaguars, it would be egregious. It's too much. DJ Chark with a quad injury is questionable to play in the game at the wide receiver position. Outside of that, there's a guy named Zach Conk, who's a tight end, who's questionable, because every tight end that's on the Jaguars is injured, for the most part. Even if you don't know the name, they're injured. Even if it's the guy that owns the shrimp shack down the street, he's injured. Okay, everybody's hurt right now. But when it comes down to it, 
This Jacksonville Jaguars team, they are hurt. They can't control that. What they can control is their mental toughness and their attitude and their camaraderie and their connection and staying out of stupid fights, which they're not doing. So I'm picking the Colts to win this game. I'm hoping that I'm wrong, but I'm picking the Colts to win this game. And the Jaguars, who should you play on the team? If you're desperate, Carlos Hyde. That's it. That's all I have for you. I love you to pieces, Jacksonville. I love you, Duval. I will be in the stadium, but I thought I was going to be in the stadium seeing a team that was vying for the Super Bowl again this year. I didn't think I was going to see a 3-8 team who fired a great guy in Nate Hackett, who benched Blake Bortles, who has their fourth left tackle out there, who cannot figure out what to do offensive line-wise because everybody's hurt for the most part, whose defense is almost given up completely. I don't know if I want to step in that. Lo- I want to step in the locker room because I want to bring some positivity and I want to talk to these guys and I want them to respect me enough to have the conversation. But I also know what it's like to walk into the Jacksonville locker room when the team is losing and in a locker room when a team is losing and how they feel and how they react. So Jaguars, I look forward to speaking with you. I look forward to spreading some positivity and respecting you. God bless me. I just sneeze. And I, re- and I expect that respected return. And I hope that this team can find a way to win some games. We're going to take a step aside for a fast break. The Colts I have winning this game, and the Colts I'm leaning on fantasy-wise to get it done. We'll be back in just a moment. This is a wake-up call fast break. Consistency is, well, consistently hard to find. Unless you head to 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, the home of the Penn and Trophy Center, who has been serving us Central and Upstate New Yorkers, as well as beyond, for decades. The Penn and Trophy Center on 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, gives you an amazing and unique way to customize a memory today. Say it with the Penn and Trophy Center. Be it an Employee of the Month award, a sports award, something for your business, engraving for your family, your loved ones, anniversaries, birthday parties, and so much more, including remembering somebody who served in the military. Say it with the Penn and Trophy Center. 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York. The definition of consistency is Penn and Trophy. Browse their products on penandtrophy.com. That's penandtrophy.com. And call them for more information at 315-422-8797. That's 315-422-8797. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is located on 3680 Milton Avenue, in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is proud to be both. It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315 315- 487-2222 for the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. Wow. 
Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash Wake Up Call DT. We want to thank over 20,000 listens of you beautiful people. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Over 105,000 show downloads on Podbean alone as well to the hundred what is it 160,000 views on YouTube to getting over 1,500 people on Facebook and over 2,000 people, 2,100 people on Twitter and all of your support as we build our Instagram to almost 700 people that we've done there as well. You have been tremendous. It's not about the numbers. I'm just saying those to say thank you. I'm saying what we've hit to 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 appreciate the level and the amount of people that that we've been able to get out to. But it's every single individual building this with me, building this foundation, building this home that we can all live in, laugh in, and have a good time in, play in the pool, and enjoy life. We all strive to be Mike Sofka by a pool somewhere with Garcon bringing you uh, pina colada. So we're building this wake up call home together and dance to our broadcast media. And I love and I appreciate every single one of you for all of your positivity and all of your time and energy that you put into supporting what we do here at wake up call and CNY game show night trivia Tuesdays to superpowered pop with DT and EB Dan on Disney. And there's going to be a really cool special with, with Dan on Disney coming up this week because I'm going to be in Florida. So thank you for everything, and uh, thank you to the countless people that have been on the show, all the segments that we have, and of course, all the companies that we're proud to work with, and above all things, thank you to God. Fantasy Football Power Hour is proudly brought to you by the Wildcat Sports Pub and the Pen and Trophy Center. We're going to breeze through these games to get your pen and pad pad ready one more time. Browns at Texans, Mike and I have agreed on every game. Except for the Bills and Dolphins. I picked the Bills. He picked the Dolphins. We're the Browns at the Texans right now, and we're going to disagree again. What do you have for this one, Mike? Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the home team here. I mean, I like Baker Mayfield. I like the excitement he brings. Believe it or not, he was still before waivers this week available in about half the league. So, again, if you had a quarterback that went down in Dalton or or if he lost Bortles, I don't, I, I'm not even going to get into the Bortles thing again, but – you know, he might be. A, he's going to be fun to watch, and that's what I like is when a guy on your team is fun to watch. He makes it interesting. He scrambles. He makes plays. He does what he needs to do to push his team to make first downs and ultimately touchdowns and wins. And that's starting to happen. Things are starting to take shape. Baker Mayfield, number twenty-one quarterback on my ranking. Deshaun Watson, number seven quarterback on my rankings this week you know what Sean Watson is because he can throw to DeAndre Hopkins the number three wide receiver on my rankings this week on the other side of the ball maybe it's a Jarvis Landry at 24 on my rankings and Lamar Miller eh, he's maybe an RB2 RB3 Nick Chubb that's a different story he's a bottom end RB1 top end RB2 for you this week and tight ends I got to give the edge to the Cleveland Browns I I think Njoku is a guy that you can look to he seems to be the guy that they're always looking for in the end zone or the red zone there so I'm going to take Houston in this game but I think there's a some bright spots in Cleveland Kiki do you love me are you riding say you never I have to do it when we talk about Houston. It's Kiki. Kiki Kuti on the side for the Houston Texans. He's a rookie wide receiver for the team. He has a hamstring injury. He has been left 
questionable for the game. I hope he has a great career so I can continue to play Kiki. Do you love me on my show? DeAndre Hopkins, wide receiver, foot injury is questionable as well, but DeAndre usually finds his way out there. And Will Fuller the fifth does what Will Fuller the fifth does, which is really sad, which is go out for the season with an injury. And I'm hoping that the rest of his career, like Danny Amendola, is spent healthy and on the field at all times. David Njoku is questionable for the game as well, so just make sure you watch that. I like Baker Mayfield in the game. I like Nick Chubb in the game. I like Jarvis Landry. Antonio Callaway as a wide receiver three. David Njoku, if he's good to play as a number one tight end. And Houston Texans-wise, Deshaun Watson, He, I would have Baker above Deshaun in this game, but Deshaun's not a bad play. I just like Baker more in this matchup. So I would say Deshaun's a low-end one, high-end two quarterback. I'm not a big fan of the running backs that are in Houston. It's been the cut and paste from the last, I don't know, four years. DeAndre Hopkins, if he's good to go, put him out there. Demarius Thomas, you could consider him out there, but he's a lower-end wide receiver for me as he really hasn't shown up, and I'm going to have the Cleveland Browns win in this one. I think Cleveland's going to make the AFC North interesting. Pittsburgh might be where they're at right now, but everybody's in play because of how close it is, which is awesome. Jets at the Titans. And why? And I want to let everybody know really quick here before we go to Jets at the Titans. Pittsburgh is 7-3-1. Baltimore 6-5. Cincinnati's 5-6. Cleveland's 4-6-1. So it's literally anybody's division still, just so we all have that clear. And Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson are making it interesting as first-round rookie quarterbacks. Jets at the Titans, Mike. What do you have for this? Yeah, if you have any Jets on your team, you can pretty much stop listening because you're not in the playoffs hunting your league anyway. I mean, the Jets are just abysmal. I, I just Josh McCown's going to be a quarterback still. Uh, you can't start a running back there in this game. I, I don't see who you're really finding value in on the Jets side. On, on the Tennessee side, Deion Lewis is the number 16 running back. Uh, on my rankings, and, and Marcus Mario is the number 18 on my rankings. Maybe there's some value for the Jets in their tight end. I don't see it at receiver. I don't see it in, in new one. I don't see anything that I can put my name on there. Maybe, just maybe, Chris Herndon might sneak in a touchdown there. But I, you know, he, he's on the same level as Janu Smith. So, you know, I like a Deion Lewis. I like a Marcus Mariota in this one. Maybe a Corey Davis just because he's going to get the targets as a number one. He'll be a, a bottom-end wide receiver, too, for you. But um, that's all I like. I'm gonna If I have to take a team in this one, I'm going to take Tennessee. Yeah, it's funny how you say that if I have to take a team, I'm going to take. I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans as well just because the Tennessee Titans – you know, when they get punched in the mouth, they usually bounce back and win. They've done it against better teams. <clears throat> They've had success against the AFC East. So I'm going to go with the Titans in this matchup. They've had some good moments. They've had some really bad moments. And in all honesty, they are an enigma, but they're going to continue to make it interesting because they did it last year. Like I said, they might be the best 8-8 eight and eight team that's out there sometimes because of what they do and how they're kind of pesky and they don't seemingly go away and the Jaguars opened the door to them and they ran through it. So here we are. Robbie Anderson's got an ankle injury for the Jets. Questionable moving forward. Quincy Anunwa's got an ankle injury. He's questionable. Josh McCown has a thumb injury. He's questionable at quarterback. And then outside of that for the Tennessee, and I wouldn't really go for any of the Jets players, the Tennessee Titans, 
injury-wise, there's really nothing to be concerned about that you don't already know, like Delaney Walker being out for the season, and God bless his recovery. Jets-wise, I don't feel good about anybody, so have a party with that. The Tennessee Titans, I would consider their defense and special teams because they're playing the Jets. I would consider Marcus Mariota a a high-end quarterback, too. I would look at Deion Lewis and Derrick Henry as potential plays for you because they're playing the Jets. And outside of that, really nothing. I'm going with the Titans. It's an ugly game. I don't want to watch it. Some people in Central New York are going to have to watch it. But (laughs) you can always go to where they have the ticket. Chiefs at the Raiders. What do you have for this? Yeah, just like the Jets, if you have uh, too many Raiders on your team, just do not pass go, do not collect $200, turn in your card as a fantasy football player, and move on to baseball or something else because your season is done. The Raiders are just abysmal. The only positive is Kansas City has been struggling in the secondary a little bit. I know they've been much improved on the defense. The only positive is Oakland's going to be – behind most of the game, so Oakland's going to have to throw the ball, and that might bring some redeeming quality to Derek Carr, number 22 quarterback on my rankings. When he throws the ball, he's going to throw it to one guy, Jared Cook. He's the number four tight end. I don't think they're going to have success in running the ball with Doug Martin or Jalen Richard. Both of those guys are running back threes, and and, and when they do throw the ball, I mean, I, I think it's Cook they're going to throw the ball to. I don't think it's going to be a Jordy Nelson or a Seth Roberts. It's just you can't count on any of those guys. On the other side of the ball, if you have Casey players, you're probably in your playoffs or in the playoff hunt. They're all elite players. Start them all. I don't need to tell you what to do. You already know what to do. Mahomes, Hunt, Hill, Kelsey, all those guys. Start them all. Sammy Watkins even checks in as a wide receiver three for you. So there's needless to say, I'm taking the Chiefs in this one. Yeah, I don't think we need to have too much of a fight on this one by any stretch of the imagination. I pretty much picked the Chiefs every week except except for the week where they played the Rams. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs in this one as well. Chiefs at the Raiders. I mean, this is – what do I need to tell you, folks? You know to play Pat Mahomes. You know to play Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Have yourself a good day. You might want to consider their defense and special teams – because of the fact that they can return, they're fast, and they're playing Oakland. So their defense might not stop everybody from scoring points, but Oakland stops themselves. Not a big fan of anybody coming out of Oakland right now. Jared Cook would be the guy that I would play. Jordy Nelson is a poor man's Green Bay Jordy Nelson, so maybe you could consider him. I'm picking the Chiefs to win the game. Vikings at the Patriots. This could be like a Super Bowl feel type of game, but the Patriots have been sneakily, quietly winning games while everyone's watching the Rams and the Saints and the Chiefs. The Vikings have been winning some games too, and they're a playoff team as well. So thoughts on this? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Minnesota snuck out a victory here. I think it's going to be closer than most people think. Last time I looked at the line, it looked like it was about five. I think it could be closer than that. I have to go with the evil empire at home this time of year, but watch out for Minnesota in this one. And this is a rarity. Go ahead and mark the tape, man. Folks, get your pen and paper ready. Stick your phone on record. Put it up to the computer. Listen to what I'm going to tell you, because you're not going to hear this too many times. This week, I have Kirk Cousins ranked higher than Tom Brady. Kirk Cousins, the number 10 quarterback on my rankings, Tom Brady, number 15. Now, 
the Patriots haven't been having to rely on Tom yet to pull out major victories. Yeah, he's been solid. He's been a good quarterback. But he hasn't been the elite top five or top three quarterback we're used to seeing from Tom Brady all the time. Maybe it's the age. Maybe it's the game plan. Maybe he's saving it for something special. I don't know. But the bottom line is, is right now, Kirk Cousins is the better quarterback going in fantasy-wise to this game. You know, and they're going to have to run the ball and pass the ball if New England wants to win this game. James White's the guy that they pass the ball to. I know Sony Michelle's coming back from being dinged up a bit, and he usually gets most of the between-the-tackle carries and the goal-line carries, but Rex Burkhead is being activated off IR. Look for him to get back in and make soon. It wouldn't surprise me for New England to have Rex run for five touchdowns in this game because, well, that's what they do. And then you'll never see Rex again for the rest of the year. Look, the receivers, Thielen, Diggs, those are the guys. They're both wide receiver ones. On the other side of the ball, the receiver, the money is on Julian Edelman, number 19 receiver. And Gronk looked like Gronk last week. Yeah, lumbering, large, lethargic looking, but he still got it done. He was still able to run a nice seam and power his way into the end zone. Number five tight end on my ranking. And Kyle Rudolph, well, not so much, but he still warrants a, a look because of that power on that Minnesota offense. He's a number 12 ranked tight end on my rankings and I, I don't want to miss the running backs from Minnesota Dalvin Cook Dalvin Cook looks like to be getting some strength back but I'm not sure he's going to have all the game plan going his way to just run the ball because I think they're going to have to pass the ball in a competitive game I'm still taking New England at home I'm going to take the Vikings in this one and I think that this would be a, a darn good Super Bowl but I'm also partial to seeing the Rams or the Saints in this one as well. The NFC's got a lot of exciting teams. And the AFC, I know the evil empire is there, but those Chiefs, they're so good. They're so good. And you just don't want to, this year of all all years, you don't want to see the evil empire make it back again when there's a team like the Chiefs out there. Minnesota's Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs, both questionable for the game. Calf injury and a knee injury, respectively. And outside of that, there's a guy whose name is Chad Beebe, and I love that name, wide receiver, hamstring injury. Just wanted to mention him. Really nothing else to say about that. New England Patriots in the game. Tom Brady has a knee injury. He's questionable. This is the time of year where he gets put on the injury report for hangnails. Dwayne Allen is is on the injury report, tight end with a knee injury. Jeremy Hill obviously is on injury reserve and, and, and so on and so forth when it comes down to that. Guys that you should play, Kirk Cousins in the game, Delvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, if he's healthy enough to go, Kyle Rudolph, all worth the plays. Latavius Murray, a sneaky little play. And whatever happened to Amir Abdullah with Detroit? Folks, he's number 31 on the Minnesota Vikings. Just telling you, not saying to play him. Latavius Murray's a sneaky one for this. Delvin Cook, I I would like to see him get some things going. Tom Brady on the other side is worth the play. Sony Michelle and James White are worth the play. Julian Edelman, Josh Gordon, also worth the play. And the man they call Rob Gronkowski. A lot of guys you're putting out there for a big-time game that should be Sunday night football, but it's not. But there is a good Sunday night football game. 49ers at the Seahawks is not that game. What do you have for this, Mike? 
Yeah, 49ers are struggling. They're going to continue to struggle. They're, they're just bad on defense right now. They haven't been able to get any consistency on offense. Some of that's been due to injuries, of course, at the quarterback and at the running back position and at the wide receiver position. So you take the top three guys from each of those positions, and that's what they're playing with. So I get it. I understand it. I'm taking the Seahawks and the 12th man. Russell Wilson, number nine quarterback on my rankings. 30 for Nick Mullen, so not so much. You take a look at the running game. Well, Matt Breda's got the edge, I think, here for Sam Fran, but I think they're going to be behind a little bit in this game, so I'm not sure how many touches he's going to get. He better hopes to make up the difference with the targets. Chris Carson runs like a beast, though. He's the RB3 in this game, though. Sam Fran can stop the run. They have some beef up front, So, but look for Chris Carson to still get you some points this week as a running back three. Receiver-wise, it's the same old, same old. It's Tyler Lockett. He's a wide receiver, too, for you. And as far as, uh, you know, Seattle goes, I, I, I like a Doug Baldwin. Maybe he's able to get something else for you. But tight end-wise, they seem to have a problem with getting an identity there. I want to say it's Vinette, but then nothing happens there. So stay away from the tight end position for Seattle. You know, receiver-wise, looked like – Marquise Goodwin was going to be the answer, but he's dinged up as well. Looks like Pierre Garçon might be a play for you if he's healthy and able to take the field, but you can't count on too many other Niners. The one guy you can count on usually is George Kittle. Outside of last week, he's always looked good. He's always been a top five tight end. And again, he was on that uh, that little piece I did a couple of years ago with Mo Alley Cox. So go to the website and check that out. But I got to take Seattle at home in this game. Yeah, this is a this is a tough game back and forth. I went with the Niners thinking that they could do something, but they had to go West Coast to East Coast, and that should have been on my mind and, and on my radar, but it wasn't. I'm going to pick the Seahawks. They play well at home. I know they're both on the West Coast, but the Niners have been reeling and just can't seem to figure it out. I, I mean, they've, they've had some success. I mean, Nick Mullins hasn't been terrible, but this team is just they're lost without their franchise guy, who's Jimmy Garoppolo who they really didn't have that long. Matt Breda's questionable with an ankle injury. Pierre Garçon's questionable with an ankle injury as well. Marquise Goodwin is is questionable with a personal on the injury report. Seattle, Doug Baldwin's questionable with a groin injury, and really that's it. So my plays for San Fran, if Matt Breda's healthy enough to go, it's Breda. If not, sneaky flex play, Matt Days, just throwing it out there. George Kittle, somebody to look to. I don't expect a lot of points from the Niners, though, and Matt Days is somebody to watch, but I don't necessarily see a lot of points. Russell Wilson's, Wilson's worth the play because they're playing San Fran. Carson's worth the play because they're playing San Fran. Tyler Lockett, same reason, and Nick Vanette for the same reason. Chargers at the Steelers, Sunday Night Football. Thoughts on this? Yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. I really want to watch this game. Both these teams have something in common. Both of them have lost to Denver of all teams. So, you know, Pittsburgh's at home. They're the favorite in this one. I'm sure the weather's going to be nice and crisp, but I don't think it's going to matter. I think that the Chargers, I'm going to call my shot here on the upset, on Sunday Night Football, are going to walk into Pittsburgh and come out with the victory. I think they're going to be able to press Ben Roethlisberger into making some mistakes. Joey Bosa is back. They're going to be able to pressure him. With that being said, I still have Pittsburgh giving the edge fantasy-wise. Ben Roethlisberger, number five quarterback on my rankings this week. Phillip Rivers, number 16. You look at the running game. 
James Conner, number eight running back. Where's Melvin Gordon? He's probably not going to play. Austin Eckler, that's your guy. That's your guy in daily this week as well. I'm giving you three guys to play in daily so you can take home some money this week. Austin Eckler, number 10 running back on my rankings this week. So he's right there with James Conner. Now, the difference here is in the receivers. Antonio Brown, number six. Juju Smith-Schuster, number 12. Well, you look on the other side of the ball, well, not so much. I don't have those big names, but somebody's always been stepping up for the Chargers, whether it was a Keenan Allen, whether Keenan Allen's worthy of wide receiver one consideration this week as well. Don't, don't, don't misunderstand what I'm saying, but it's either been a Tyra Williams or a, or a Mike Williams stepping up. And Antonio Gates at 105 years old, coming out of nowhere to make a play. So, you know, I, I think that Pittsburgh's the better team. Pittsburgh has better fantasy options. They have a better fantasy option at tight end. And Vance McDonald, number 14 tight end on my ranking this week. I like Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh is a good team. Something just tells me that the Chargers are going to come out with the victory here. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Chargers in this one as well. The, you know, I picked the Steelers this past week fully feeling that the Bron- that that was a perfect game for the Broncos to steal and steal it they did so I should have listened to myself and I did not they're st- continuing to play against the AFC West I'm going to pick the Chargers in this one to win the game as far as who to play <clears throat> in the matchup for this Chargers at Steelers big time game big time Sunday night football and I'm excited about it because the Chargers are a lot better of a team than I think people thought they would be Phillip Rivers is worth the play right now Melvin Gordon is on that injury report. It's not looking good for Melvin Gordon right now. So if he is not going to be, I mean, he is out for this game. He has an MCL injury, which is really sad. Tyrell Williams, uh, quad injury at wide receiver. So just watch that as well. And then for the Pittsburgh Steelers, really quick here on any notes for their injuries, Vance McDonald has a hip injury. He's questionable at the tight end position, and that's it for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I'm going to go with the Chargers in this one, but Phillip Rivers worth the play. And then I would lean on Keenan Allen and maybe a little bit of Mike Williams because I know he's available out there in some of the leagues. So you might want to take a chance on the wide receiver, Mike Williams, as far as the Chargers go. On the side of the Pittsburgh Steelers, I don't have to tell you, but I will. Ben Roethlisberger, James Conner, Juju Smith-Schuster, Antonio Brown, all of those make sense. And with the injury to Vance McDonald, maybe you lean a little bit more on Jesse James. I think this week you do. So they're worth the play, but I'm going to pick the Chargers to win the game. Final game, Mike, really quick here. Redskins at Eagles, Monday Night Football. What do you got? Yeah, I like this matchup in a sadistic kind of way here. I I like Philadelphia in this one. I think they're going to win the game. Both teams haven't looked very good. They've been up and down all year. Carson Wentz is going to have an okay game. He's the number 13 quarterback on my rankings this week. And the only thing that's going to help Colt McCoy this week is that Philly's banged up at cornerback. They're on like their number 16 cornerback already. Colt McCoy, number 28 quarterback on my rankings this week. Again, an emergency fill-in or a daily plug for you. You know, you're looking at the, the running back opportunity. Adrian Peterson, Philly's been tough against the run. I'm downgrading him to a running back three this week. I know he's been getting it done, but recently the Washington line has been suffering as well. So Adrian Peterson, a downgrade for this one. Opposite on the other side, high ceiling for Josh Adams. Seems to be getting it done. Number 19 running back on my rankings this week. And, you know, Alshon Jeffrey, he might be a guy for you as a wide receiver, two, maybe three. Uh, maybe a Golden Tate will make an appearance here. And on the other side of the ball, not so much. I mean, what what are we down to now? Are we down to a Maurice Harris? 
Josh Stockson and Crowder both been hurt. The one guy that's been not hurt that's been able to surprisingly make it through the year so far is Jordan Reed, number seven tight end on my rankings, but he's going to be outdone by Zach Ertz, the number one tight end this week. Go ahead and get you some Zach Ertz, and I'm going to take the Eagles to win this game. Yeah, I'm taking the Eagles in this one. I'm really not too concerned about that. Uh, as far as injuries go on this report, really quick here to take a look at Philadelphia. Uh, Philadelphia, Darren Sproles, hamstrings question. Well, that's a cut and paste from year to year, unfortunately. And my best to Darren Sproles on getting healthy and staying healthy as he has longevity in the NFL, but he also doesn't play full seasons, which could help him to have that longevity. Samaje uh, Perrin has uh, a Perrine, however people say it. It's like it's like Tyrod or Tyred. So a questionable calf injury for Samaje at running back. Jamison Crowder questionable with an ankle injury. Chris Thompson questionable with a rib injury. Adrian Peterson questionable with a shoulder injury. So as you look at this game, really what it comes down to is you know who is going to end up playing. And Chris Thompson has been a guy that's that's been held out, so to speak where we're looking at a guy like Adrian Peterson who's been playing through a lot of the pain. So I like Adrian Peterson for the skins in this game. I like uh, Chris Thompson if he's able to play. And Jordan Reed, not a bad bet, as he, thank God, has stayed healthy later on here in the season. For Philadelphia, I like Carson Wentz in the game. And outside of that, I would say to take a look at, uh, obviously, uh, Elshon Jeffrey in the matchup and Zach Ertz, Nelson Aguilar, Hasn't really done much of anything. He's a wide receiver four to me right now or a flex guy. And then Josh Adams, you could give him a look. Undrafted free agent out of Notre Dame. See what he can do in this because he's playing Washington. He's not a bad pickup because uh, a lot of people probably forget about him, not even see him because he'll be really low on the totem pole. So not a bad bet. And I'm going with the Eagles as well. So Mike and I have only disagreed on Vikings Patriots, Browns Texans, and Bills Dolphins. The irony of it all is Mike took the home team in all those games, and I took the road team. So we'll see where we shake out. As always, Mr. Sofka, thank you for all your time. I appreciate you being here, and I look forward to being in your neck of the woods in a day or two in Florida. All right, Dan. I'll have a pina colada waiting for you. See you in a bit. All right. Sounds good. Appreciate it. Take care. That coming from Mike Sofka once again. We're going to roll out of this show. We've gone long on today's show, but that's what we do. Under promise, over deliver. We appreciate you all for tuning in to the broadcast. Thank you so much for being a part of Wake Up Call with Dan Satoro Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., if not longer, Eastern Time and uh, on MixLR.com backslash DT. If you haven't become a member, please do so today. It's free and easy, and you can chat in the live chat room as well as get emailed every single time the show goes live to never miss a moment again from wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless each and every single one of you. And thank you to Corey Bowen for being on the show today. Thank you to Papa Joe, as always, on Thursdays. I love you tremendously. He is one of the best, and he keeps me on my toes. And thank you to Mike Sofka for doing the exact same thing, HallofameFantasyFootball.com. Shout out to the Fantasy Football Power Hour, brought to you by the Wildcat Sports Pub, as well as the Pennant Trophy Center. I will be at the Wildcat tonight for CNY Game Show Night, the last Thursday of every month. Today, Thursday, November 30th at 7 p.m., we bond Pictionary with Family Feud to have a free play game that is awesome. No matter what the age is, come out and see if you can win the top prize and have some fun with us at our post-Turkey Day CNY Game Show Night, 3680 Milton Avenue in Camillus, New York, at the Wildcat Sports Pub. And outside of that, Annoying moment of the week coming up on Friday to start off the show. Brought to you by Carvel DeWitt. 
And at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time, significant sound bites will feature Danny Conley on the show for the first time ever, former linebacker for the Syracuse Orange. And you will also hear from Mike Oresco, the commissioner of the American Athletic Conference, Mike Norvell, the head coach of Memphis, and Josh Heupel, the head coach of UCF, heading into the game that I'll be at a day later, which is UCF Memphis in Orlando for the AAC Championship. It is a it is the second time that we have seen consecutively UCF at home against Memphis in the AAC Championship game, but a different coach in Josh Heupel, same coach in Mike Norvell with Memphis. You'll hear from all of them in the segment, Significant Sound Bites, tomorrow, and then we'll get into FML Friday Morning Live with Josh Josh, oh my gosh, Jordan and John Newman will be on the show and of Newman Sports Cards. They'll be joining me on video and audio tomorrow morning on Wake Up Call with Dance Torah. So see you tonight at the Wildcat. No matter what the weather is, come warm up with us. Have a good time. Free to play, awesome food, awesome drinks, and a tremendous atmosphere for the entire family. Come see us tonight at 7 o'clock for CNY Game Show Night on Thursday, November 30th. And I'll talk with you on the airwaves on Friday, December 1st. How do we get to December already? I don't know. Facebook at Wake Up Call DT, Twitter at Call DT, Instagram at Wake Up Call underscore DT, all the time on wakeupcalldt.com. God bless, no stress. Have a good day.